This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast. On this episode, we're talking all about how you can step into your purpose, common misconceptions, and what your purpose actually is. It's going to be great. Hi, I'm Sian Kenshin. And I'm Sophie Ma. And we're here to alchemize your life. In this podcast, we show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business. Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more. As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself. Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you. So today I want to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart. Near to your heart? Is that me? I was just going to say, no, it's not you. Oh, I mean, you are. That's disappointing. You are near and dear to my heart, but that's not what I want to talk about today because I talk about you all the fucking time. Not on the podcast. Well, you're on the podcast. Oh, am I here? Yes. Okay. Well, we'd better get into it then. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. You don't want to just have mindless banter for the next 20 minutes? I think they love it when we do that. Let us know. I'm pretty sure they do. On Instagram. Everyone everyone has commented. Do you prefer the content or the banter? (laughs) (laughs) Why does it have to be an or? We live in an end. I know. I just want to know what they prefer, though. Yeah. Preferences. Okay, maybe we can put up a poll. Preference and purpose. A poll on our Spotify thing. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. That's a, we what have do you tech prefer, for that what now. What do you prefer, content or banter or both? Or both, because we live in an end world. Anywho, okay, so I want to talk about this idea of purpose. Hmm. What is purpose? How does it show up in your life? Are you living it? Are you not living it? These are all the questions I really want to explore today. Yeah, and you you had also mentioned, like, in addition to purpose, like, something called, like, true will. Yeah, well, absolutely, because to me, well, true will is purpose. It's mm. just a different language of it. So why don't you start with explaining, let's have the hermetic philosophy yeah. of true will. So okay, you guys are so seeing this is a hermetic principle yeah, I can't, of I can't, true will. I can't actually say which hermetic lineage this is from because uh, this is, like, secret. Oh, um, is it secret? It's in a it, book. It, yeah, but the the lineage it's from is uh, secret. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, can't, I can't go breaking the rules here. There goes Sophie breaking the rules again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <sighs> there are breaking rules is my natural state. Line, yeah, this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like anything who's like ask everybody at his silent retreat. Breaking the rules is my natural state. Anyways. Yeah. I digress. No more and, banter. And I just totally ignore the rules. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so. You have to break them gracefully. The hermetic position <laughs> on true will is that before you come to this planet, this realm, this three-dimensional material existence that's a projection within your own mind, mm-hmm. before you come here or create it or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, you are basically endowed with like this sort of contract with god or 
existence or the hierarchy of light or whatever it is. I mean, some people call it like the Galactic Federation. I think I've heard that term too. Yeah. Um, God, it, source, spirit, universe. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever word, Galactic Federation, ultimately, hierarchy like, of light, whatever word floats your boat. The Kabbalists describe that as like a hierarchy of layers of existence that refract God's really intense light down to a certain frequency and intensity that we're able to like work with <laughs> and not get completely like <laughs> dissolved within. <laughs> um, anyway, so there's this hierarchy and they endow um, souls with a purpose, a contract, um, some sort of true will, mm -hmm. something that you need to achieve or accomplish in this material realm. Mm-hmm. And it's all in line with the divine plan. Mm -hmm. So everybody is a different chess player piece. on chess piece on this big game that we're all piece playing together. Piece, well, yeah, actually, technically <laughs> both um, that we are playing together. So every person's individual mission purpose plays into what the universe wants for the divine orchestration of exploration that is humanity and what we call life. Yeah. And, and let's just say, like, anyone who claims to know this plan is likely not fully aware of the extent of the plan. Mm -hmm. It's so large that it couldn't possibly be held in any one human no, brain. It's, it's impossible. Like they showed me like many, many years ago, like four or five years ago, <laughs> many years ago, mm -hmm. um, they showed me the plan and like it was so vast that a fragment of it took up my entire concentrated mind's brain power just to comprehend it, such that when they wanted to show me a different part of the plan and they moved that part out of my brain and the other part into it, like everything that was that other part got like wiped out by processing the new part. Kind of think of it as when you got, you know, those old school <laughs> slides that you have like the light that goes through them. And it's like, once you move the slide, that one's gone and all you can see is the new slide. Yeah. Like all I, and maybe there's people with more powerful brains than me, but I'm sure there's at least know, a few on this a, planet. There's, yeah. There's, there's probably quite a few actually. Mm -hmm. um, but I think like you would need orders of magnitude more processing power to eat, to comprehend like the, the grand scale of this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is where that concept of faith comes in is like following your purpose and trusting that that's going to unfold in the way that it's mm -hmm. meant to. This is what we mean by faith. We don't mean like blind faith, like pray to the gods and hopefully a unicorn shows up in your front porch or something like that. That's not what is meant by faith. Faith no. that as long as you are in your own alignment and you are following your own purpose and your own mission, everything will unfold in the way that it's meant to because there is a larger plan that is bigger than any one individual human being. Yeah, any, than any of us can possibly comprehend. I mm -hmm. mean, all I was left with after that was this like grandiose sense of awe and humility. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. God, <laughs> wow, like, I'm like a fragment of a fragment of a fragment of this thing, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> of a fragment of a fragment, you're like an ant. <laughs> it's so, it's so monumental, and, but, and it also, like, it, it kind of left me with this feeling of, like, you know, that's good, 
somebody or something has that part of it mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, under control. Yeah. So let's whittle it down. If you can't have total understanding of the total plan, mm -hmm. of the full plan, what do you have control over? Only yourself. And your own true will. And your own true will. And how and effectively you step into that. How effectively you discover it mm -hmm. and then surrender to it. Mm -hmm. And so true will is the hermetic version of saying that you have purpose. But this doesn't just show up in hermetic teachings. It also shows up in, uh, let's say, human design. If you had a human design reading ever, your incarnation cross is a, a pointer at your purpose. Mm -hmm. If you get an astrological reading, you will be able to, depending on the placement of your charts and all that kind of stuff, get it a pointer towards your purpose. So we have known this. And in fact, Vedic astrologers, back when we had a caste system, they used to use an astrological chart to determine, like, is this person going to be a priest? Is this person going to be a warrior? Is this person, like, what is their aptitude Based yeah, on their merchant, astrological chart. Yeah. Worker, merchant yeah. worker. Exactly. So there's a lot that goes into like being coming here with a mission, with a purpose, with a goal. Mm. And I want to ask you two questions. Number one, do you feel that you know what that purpose is? Hmm. So I'll let you think about that. And number two, when you're done breaking your brain on that one, maybe it's an easy answer. Do you feel like you're living it <laughs> every <laughs> single day? But there's a lot of people who would say no to that second one. Yeah, sometimes we know what it is. Oh, yeah. And we just haven't given ourselves permission to step into it. Like we know we want to be a writer or we know we want to help people in a certain kind of way or mm -hmm. we know we want to be an opera singer or whatever. Like here's the thing is that we get really bent out of shape with this these heart visions that are coming up and we see ourselves – speaking on stage or having a best-selling book or being an opera singer or being a, you know, a movie star or having a family of five kids that are all loving and incredible children. We have these like visions in our heart that get served up into our brain on a fairly regular basis. And we push those away because in regular modern day society, we're told that those are unrealistic, hmm. that we can't step into those. And that we cannot be those things. You cannot be the artist because we have an idea of a starving They're artist. Poor, yeah. Yeah, you can't launch the clothing line because who the fuck does that, you know, unless you went to fashion school and you grew up in New York. You can't be the Hollywood actress unless you live in California. I mean, I know a 12-year-old who started a clothing line in Bali. Yes, we do. Yeah, Hannah yeah. Swan. She's amazing. Yeah. So anything can be done when we don't have the conditioning of the societal programming around us that says you must go to work and have a sustainable income. And man, I know so many engineers that are like, I really want to get into permaculture, but like I'm married now and stuck to this job, married to the job and mm. stuck to this job. And I have these golden handcuffs. Tethers, attachments. These tethers and these attachments. Yeah, I, had, I had all of that too. I mean, we both did and we <laughs> yeah. both burned it all to the ground. So yeah, we are living yeah. it examples. Took, it took some time though, right? Like, yeah. like, and, and like the purpose kind of, it seems to come to you, in, or at least it, for me, in my case, it came to me in layers, mm -hmm. right? Like that first 
first sense of like the big plan and then how that translated into my life, it was more of a direction mm-hmm. of like lean into this spirituality, lean into reducing the suffering of all beings, lean into the yogic lifestyle. Um, and it wasn't until I did that that the next level kind of unlocked, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you talk about with like the whole lily pad thing, right? Yep. One of my core teachings, always follow the next lily pad. And, and like, so, you know, I, one of the things a lot of people ask me about, oh, my purpose, you know, is, is like, it's so big. It's mm-hmm. so big. Like it can't possibly. And I'm like, yeah, man, like if I can reduce the suffering of all beings and the, like, oh, how the fuck do you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, the how is not your job, and, you guys. And like, I definitely had like those egoic reactions of like, oh, it's too big. I can't possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is how a lot of people get trapped because like they they know they're meant for something so great and so profound that they're either scared of it mm-hmm. or are like, they're I don't crushed know by where, it. crushed by it. I don't know where to start. How could I possibly da yeah. da da? And those are all, guess what? They're all hindrances of mind. Yeah. They're all just unnecessary objections. They're objections and they're false. And all you really need to do is accept the mission mm-hmm. and then take a step. Take the first lily pad that's presented to you. So if you already have a sense, if you answer to question number one, yes, I already have a sense of what my purpose is, even though it's like maybe not tangible. And we're going to talk about how purpose can show up in your life in in a minute. Um, And But maybe it's not tangible. I just have this sense of like reduce the suffering of all beings, or I just feel like I'm meant to help people, or I just feel like I'm meant to make this shift in the world, or I'm just really passionate about environmentalism or you know, child sex traffic survivors or whatever the case might be, right? We've seen a lot of this. Hmm. Um, the, all you have to do, if you already have that inkling in you, all you have to do is say yes and mean it. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, the next lily pad, the next invitation, guys, it's like magic because the universe is like, oh, fuck, yay. You're finally ready. Yay. You said yes. Okay, now let me set you up for success. Let me give you the next invitation. Let me give you the next opportunity. But so often what we see is people say yes, but they're afraid of what it might mean. They're afraid it might mean that they have to move or they might have to, you know, they make all these stories in their head about what what will happen if they say yes. And then the opportunity comes and they push it away. Mm -hmm. Has that happened to you? If you're feeling personally called out by this right now, awesome. That's my goal. And please <laughs> screenshot this episode and share it. Tag uh, Zen Mind Hacker and Queen Sophie Ma on Instagram and let us know that we triggered the fuck out of you and we made you feel personally called out because this is for you. I, I hope this is I rattling you. I can't wait to see how many people feel personally called out and they're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all these other people who feel it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll reshare it. We'll have a little follow train. It'll be good. Yeah. So... So don't let that be you. Don't Mm. turn into that person that's like, okay, cool. I've found my purpose. I know what it is. At least I have an inkling of what it might be. I have a passion or something that sits in my heart that I know what I want to move towards. And I'm just, I, I said yes to it, but then stuff is coming up and I'm pushing it away. Or I'm even afraid of saying yes to it. Like the opportunity here, the invitation here is get curious around what if it could be simple, what if I could take just a baby step towards my my purpose? And you know, you were created specifically for this purpose. 
Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it kind of does get to be easy. Yeah. It's not meant to be hard. All of those stories we've been sold around, it has to be hard. And, you know, like being an entrepreneur is really tough. And your purpose might not even be to be an entrepreneur. It isn't no, the case for everybody, not right? Not necessarily. For some people, being a purpose means being like really, really passionately supporting somebody else's mission that really lights them up. Or supporting a family or supporting, you know, being in healthcare, being a doctor, being a nurse. Like purpose could be all of those things. Purpose does not mean you must be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, like if you look at um, many people who are on their big mission, like they do tend to collect people around them whose mission is to support someone else's mission. That's very true. Like they were created for that purpose. Just like we were talking about whether you're a priest or a warrior, or a merchant, or a worker, right? Like, the, like not everybody's meant to be a priest, or not everybody's meant to be a warrior. Some people need to be the merchants. Some people need to be the chefs. And and you know what? There, there's something so liberating about finding out where you slot in, in that sort of um, natural hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And finding out, like, through human design and these things of, like, what your natural predispositions are, what you're naturally good at, and then like leaning into that and discovering your purpose alongside those other two factors. I mean, that just really makes it easy. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to like keep trying so hard to be something that you're not. And this, and this is like, This kills you, you guys. Trying to be something you're not, like this is what both Sian and I experienced when we were in corporate and highly successful in corporate. Yeah, well, this this is the problem that the industrial age created for humanity was standardization. I can't tell you how many times I heard that word in my MBA, standardization and managing through like um, a uniformity and like treating every human exactly the same, like a little computer widget that takes this input and puts this output and does the same thing every day, five days a week. And then you have to account for, oh, well, you know, and then you have this percentage of sick time and this percentage of mental health problems and this percent. And it's like, you're just like, you're literally painting everyone with the same brush. And obviously these models make it easy to like analyze things, but it creates a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And it creates false expectations the society has on people to all behave exactly the same. And let's just say that that's not a fantasy that I'm choosing to live in. No. Do you want to live no. in that fantasy? That sounds horrendous. But the industrial age created our education system. Like if you look at the schools, right, they've got bells for every period. Every desk is exactly the same in neat little rows. You know, and like everybody's evaluated on exactly the same thing. Yeah. And everything's standardized. You know, everyone goes to lunch in a cafeteria, which is exactly the same as like the factories would have been set up. And in some schools, everyone even wears the same clothing and cuts their hair the same way. it's, It's like, it's literally an artifact of the industrial revolution that's mm. been like taken up and held onto by the education system and is producing people who think they have to be behave like this. Yeah, because that's all you've ever known. Like a little widget. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like people are not like that. People everyone has their own beautiful diversity, beautiful intellect, emotions, creativity, passion, like like talents, you know? Yeah. 
Um, what's the old saying? If you were to measure a fish's ability to climb trees, it would fail every time. Mm-hmm. That's a really great phrase. Right. And like, you know, you got to ask yourself, am I a fish trying to climb a tree? Mm-hmm. Am I just a cog in a wheel that's not really serving me? And even if you love your job, is it leaving you like, for example, let me tell you guys how this felt for me. I was in corporate having incredible jobs that were really cool, that really lit me up. And yet every single day I went home and I could just feel like there was something missing. Hmm. You know, I was just like, I don't want to call it empty. Like I didn't feel empty because I was doing a lot of things to make sure that that day did not feel (laughs) empty, right? I was on every board and I was playing high level sports and I was doing a lot of things to make sure I did not feel empty. But there was always this like burning in my heart that was like, you were meant for more. Something more, yeah. Something more than this corporate, you know, we call it nine to five, but let's be honest, it was like seven to seven for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, I was making good money and it was flashy and it was really cool and everything. And I did feel really chained to it because my ego was like, I'm doing what I've been told to do. Mm. I have been raised to live this life. But my soul was like, no, there's something else. There's something else. There's something else. Yeah, it was really similar for me, but a little bit of a different twist. Um, just like you, you know, corporate, nine to five, well, nine to three more for me. <laughs> with, you you with, had the with, opposite with corporate two, experience. With two hour lunches. So, so like I actually didn't have like the, the kind of corporate jobs where, sorry, I didn't. The people around me had, you know, jobs where it was very stressful and they worked a lot. But I had kind of figured that game out and decided not to work hard in my corporate jobs and was still successful at them. And yet, you know, every every project I achieved, I mean, I had like some really fantastic projects like that like affected the way Canada works, you know, for example. And it just like, it wasn't that there was something more. I started to recognize like, oh, you know, I have momentary happiness every time I achieve something. And then I'm like looking for the, the more and I'm always getting more. So I knew there was always more. Mm-hmm. But I started to feel like I was being lied to or I had been lied to. You know, like what I wanted wasn't what I wanted. That, that was really, you know, because like I was getting what I wanted but it wasn't giving me what I really needed. You know, I was like, I was out of shape. I was like, you know, health problems were starting to pop up. And I had all these fancy suits to cover that up. And, you know, I wasn't like really happy in love. And like, I had like the really fancy house. And like, you know, there's just like, there was so much evidence of success. Mm-hmm. And yet I didn't feel successful. Mm-hmm. And yet I felt like like it was all a lie and somebody was going to find out someday. Mm. What I didn't realize is it was me that was going to find out. Because <laughs> <laughs> you knew you were lying. Well, yeah. It's not I, that anybody else knew you were lying. You knew you were lying. Yeah. I, I was lying about what I wanted, what I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's the true will mm-hmm. coming through, right? Is like Is recognizing that you're lying to yourself about what you want based off of the programs that have been put into you by your culture, your society, your parents, 
colleagues, school friends, system. school system, all of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, and, and I mean, you know, not everyone gets the same programs because some of them we reject and some of them we accept and it's... Everybody gets a different cocktail. Yeah, yeah. But like there there are some pretty common programs, you know, the 2.1 kids, the white picket fence, the I think happy it's one, family. 1.8 now. 1.8 kids. Okay, <laughs> you know, the, if you're the, in the North fat, America. The fat, like you get a Tesla now instead of a Jaguar. Like this. Yeah. So yeah, it, the, the lie evolves. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still the same lie. And yeah, like I felt like somebody was going to figure out that it was a lie. And what I didn't realize is that it was me that was going to figure it out. I mean, that's always how it works, but that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, that's a really good one. That's a projection and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So if you're feeling these kind of things, you know, like this is a sign that your true will is starting to come online. It's trying to come through you. And the discord you're feeling in your life is entirely the distance between what you think you want and what you really want. Let that sink in as a soundbite. Really let that land. The discord you feel in your body is the difference the delta between what you think Think you you want want. and what you actually want yeah so if you're waking up feeling like you know that like generalized anxiety and you don't really know where it's coming from that's the feeling of discord for me it was like that not quite empty but like that burning in my chest of like Mm -hmm. you know you're meant to do more than sell chatbots to Fortune 500 (laughs) companies you know and like sure that was a cool flashy job that was like on the cutting edge of tech but like yeah, and I was like building nine one one systems for for like you know massive telecommunications companies. Yeah, like they were really cool jobs. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't our true will. No. And you know, here's the thing about purpose, you guys. Here's one of the the biggest challenges I see with it is that we think that purpose is a thing that we do. We think it's a job that we might get right? A thing that we do. So like my purpose is to be a teacher. My purpose is to be an engineer. This is where we get really caught up because then the ego is trying to rationalize, well, what's the title I'm meant to have? Oh my God. Right? Like, oh, I'm meant to- Let's fit it into another box. Exactly. Right? (laughs) And so here's the secret, you guys. Here's the secret that's going to make all of this go away for you. Your purpose is not what you are doing. It is who you are being. Mm. And you can't fit that into a box. You can't fit that into a box. It's who you are being every day, every morning, when you wake up, when you go to bed, who are you being? And this gives you amazing, amazing amounts of clarity, but also flexibility. Freedom. Freedom. Like, let's use my my version of um, our business as an example. I mean, I left corporate. And at first it was to run a retreat business to teach manifestation principles. How many titles have you had since we started this business? So ma- like, like probably 20, right? Like I don't even, <laughs> people ask me to speak at, at their events and they're like, what do you, what's your title? I'm like, I don't even know what to call myself yeah, anymore. Like, like, why do I need to call myself something, honestly? Yeah. But like, so it started off as the, you know, like a manifestation queen and we were teaching retreats around the world. COVID hits can't do that anymore. So I pivot into my next passion, which is sexual empowerment, 
right? And I do sex coaching certifications. And I do that for like a good nine or 10 months. And that's still a core passion of mine. It's still something I really love. We still have so many people ask us about that topic. Yeah. And that's still a topic we are passionate about and we'll continue to teach on. And so we got some coaching on. yeah, Yeah, we got some depth there. And then we're like, you know, we're noticing this trend where there's a lot of spiritual people who feel stuck in business and we've got business fucking figured out. Like we know how to launch a business. We know how to launch like any kind of business business we've got that figured out so we're gonna run that next so we kind of led into mindset and business coaching then we moved into magic and alchemy right and so our business has evolved and now we actually teach all three of those we teach all three of those things those are the three primal energies of the prism exactly because our purpose was and it doesn't mean that when we were teaching manifestation we weren't on purpose because guess what all of those tools have informed everything else we've taught and in fact it doesn't even mean we weren't on purpose when we were in corporate because corporate gave us the business skills we needed to be able to teach spiritual people how to launch a business yeah i mean it's it's really wild guys like you think like when you first get into this sort of thing your passion your purpose your true will in a lot of cases, one of the first stages is like letting, shedding, yeah, right? Letting go of everything. And you let go of like, oh, you know, all of my previous skills. I, I was an engineer. I was a computer programmer. I was an architect. Like all of these things, I let them go. And I figured they were fucking gone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, six years later, I'm like surfing the Arkashic records and like getting like massive downloads on like how human design works and how like the communication of the hierarchies work and all this stuff. And in a moment, I'm like, oh my God, that's why I learned how to program computers mm-hmm. because all of this stuff is literally computer programming. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So it all comes back to you. And this is another really important principle when we talk about purpose is that you cannot, and you guys have heard me say this on this podcast before, you cannot miss the things that are meant for you. You cannot. What you can do is make them expedited or extended. So your soul has a purpose here. Mm -hmm. It has a purpose. This soul has a purpose on this planet. And it might take five minutes to fulfill that purpose. And it might take 500 years. Five lifetimes or or more. Five five to ten lifetimes, depending on how long each lifetime is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I'll just add to that a little bit. Everything that you've done so far is a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. no matter how mundane it is yeah it has defined who you are and as long as you're able to let it go without pushing it away you will discover how this puzzle gets pieced together mm-hmm. little bit by little bit and this is one of the things that we're so passionate about is this idea of activating purpose and the people that are in our spheres because Activating purpose is how you step into how you change the world, the, mm. the what you're meant to do in this world. And you guys have heard us talk on this podcast a lot about wealth. Wealth and purpose are intrinsically tied. When mm. you're in your purpose, you can't help but make wealth. Like you literally cannot help it. It just fucking comes to you. It just comes. Yeah. It just comes. Now, again, you can make it take a little longer because you got shitty mindset around wealth, which is why we've taught a lot around wealth mindset as well. But the next piece of that really is okay, you've done the foundational work around wealth reprogramming. You've listened to our money magic meditation, right? Mm -hmm. Now the next piece is 
purpose. This is the next step, guys. This is your next step. Everyone that's listening to this, your next step is is leaning into that purpose in whatever way that means for you. So we have an invitation for you. Ooh. We have a party that's Ooh, happening. A party. I like, now, I like parties. By the time you hear this, we actually will have already had it live. Mm-hmm. But you can catch the replay, and I promise you it will be just as powerful. Yeah, just shoot us an email. Yeah, shoot us an email, drop us a DM, and we will get you the link to the replay. It is a purpose activation party. We are going to go through some dancing. It's going to be awesome because every party starts with a good dance. (laughs) Everything Um, we do starts with dance. Because everything we do is a party. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then after that, we're going to go into a breathwork activation that is going to help you slough off all of the old conditioning, all the old programming around who you had to be, what you had to do to be successful, to have love, to be worthy, all that good stuff. And then to call in what is your purpose And then we're going to go into some mindset and limiting belief pieces. So regardless of where you are on your purpose journey, whether you are, I know what it is, but I'm actually not living it every day. This party is for you because you are not only going to drop into that purpose and remember it in your soul, but then you're going to see all of the limiting beliefs and the story and mindset bullshit that is stopping you from actually living it. Oh my God. And if you don't even know what your purpose is yet, then we're going to drop you into that. So no matter where you are in your purpose journey, if you did not answer yes to question number one and question number (laughs) two, then this party is for you. So we want you to have access to it. I apologize that by the time this is coming out, you won't have it live, but we will get you the replay for it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And additional to that, if you're like, okay, guys, like I get it. I have my purpose and I just don't know what to fucking do with it. Well, then you need to consider being part of the CBA. Yeah, the conscious business accelerator. Correct. Which is the next level after that activation. Yeah. The conscious business accelerator is an amazing program. It's the first time we've rerun a program. It was so popular, had so much profound effects for people that we decided, okay, we're going to rerun it. Like people were literally begging us all year for this. (laughs) They've been been literally at our throats. When are you running it? When are you running it again? Are you going to run it? Okay, fine. Like we'll run it again. Um, (laughs) We'll improve it. We've added some stuff. We've, We've brought and new uh, new teachers and things like that. We've made it more accessible for and, international time zones. Yeah, and this takes you um, through the journey of like you know mapping the purpose out and like who it's for and what the transformation is and like how to market it and then how to become magnetic when you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just really how to call in all of the abundance that's going to come from being on purpose, not doing. Your purpose. Mm-hmm. And what I really love about the Conscious Business Accelerator, the CBA, the way that it downloaded to us, and it really it's it's an embodiment of how we run our business, which I would like to say is pretty fucking well. I mean, that's the best way to teach something. <laughs> is by embodying it. Yes, yeah. we talked about that in the last episode. Um, but what I really love about this is like the first three modules are all about how do you make sure it's in alignment with your energy hmm. so that it feels good to you. If you want to do this while you're still running your corporate job, that's possible. Totally cool. I- In fact, I I recommend it. Yeah. And so this isn't like, hey, take a leap of faith, quit your job and like go run your purpose. And that's not actually a sustainable way to do things most of the time. So we help you evaluate, okay, what is the way that I can do this so that it's actually supportive to me and it's in alignment with my energy? And how do I get to break the mold of what I think I have to do and go to school and sit in this box and do it in this way? Mm -hmm. And how do you actually create something that is 
so beautiful that you can't wait to show up for it every fucking day because not only are you on purpose, but you are just like so excited by it. That's how you're going to break free and that's how you're going to attract people. And that's how you attract people. And then of course we give you strategy and structure at the end. Yeah, I dust off the old MBA and I give you a little bit of taste of that stuff Yeah, so that you can be supported by um, understanding, hey, this is actually viable. I do a viability test, right? Like, yeah. oh, look, I can actually do this. this I can is, actually this live off a, this. Here's the number of clients I need, I et cetera, have, et cetera. I have a business model. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so I can many see. coaching people and like people that have come into our space are like, what's a business model? Like, <laughs> I need a business plan. And so we're helping yeah, you yeah. create even at that level so all I'm the way in module four. For you, but I definitely am going to show you this is how it's done. Here's how to make it easy, how to make it straightforward, and then we just answer questions, you know. So yeah. it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. Nowhere else in the world will you find this level of energetics with this level of business strategy yeah. mixed together, benefiting from two, like, the, I think, what do we yin- have, 40 years combined of business yeah. strategy between yeah. the two it's, of us? You guys, it's, it's like the yin and the yang of business, right? It's the structure and the energetics, the, yeah. the form and the flow. Feminine and masculine, yeah. whatever you want to call it. This is how you build a balanced. <laughs> The tantra of business. Oh my god, we're we should, not. Can call we call it that? it that? No. The tantra of business. God, no. Please, business no. tantra. No. Tantra business. Oh my god, no. It's no. so clickbaity. I love it, uh, babe. <laughs> Shouldn't have said it. Alejandra, if you're listening, please don't call it that. <laughs> please call it that, Alejandra. I'll give you a raise if you call it that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, I think we got to cut now. <laughs> okay, so so my loves, purpose. Purpose is what helps you wake up every morning glowing, smiling ear to ear. Everything that you desire in your life, including the wealth, including the family, including the lifestyle, including the Lamborghini, everything that is in your heart is there because it is a part of you living your purpose. It is your divine birthright. And it would be our honor to help activate that in you. So please, please, please send us a DM. Let's get you hooked up with the live uh, recording. (laughs) So the recording of the live event so you can experience your own purpose activation. And then if that feels good to you and you're like, cool, I've got it. What's my next step? How do I monetize this? Then my loves, I cannot wait to see you in the Conscious Business Accelerator. Exciting. Exciting times. (laughs) Weird noises. We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team at theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org. And remember, the goal is always in you.